0: Welcome to the factory of sadness. My name is Max Steiger, and I'm joined with my co-host, Josh Shankman. See, you're, I think you
1: enjoy this with your co-host, Josh Shankman. He
0: couldn't even finish. I, I'm just, I'm just out, guys. I can't
1: <laughs> even deal with this man. He is back and forth and back and forth. Introduce yourself. I'm gonna introduce you. Introduce yourself. I'm gonna introduce you. But it's not one, 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 one. It's like one, two, one, three, three more. And you know, it's just. You know, I never know. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: (laughs) Well, Josh, you know what I know? And that is, this is our third straight episode. Three weeks, three episodes. We are absolutely killing it right now. Dream team over here, the God Squad. We're fulfilling our promise. We're living up to our promise and we are recording and we are putting it out there for our new record, 100,000 listeners out in the world. 100,000 listeners. Not, well, Josh, we've officially hit Australia. We've hit Japan. We've hit those folks down in Antarctica. Wow. We, we are, are killing it. Call up
1: ESPN because we are global. You might as well. If only you weren't talking straight out of your butt, that could possibly be believable. Believe the hyper psych, Josh. <laughs> I'm going to go with a hard psych on that. Next, <laughs> but to all of our lovely listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. We do truly appreciate it all. And cannot wait for what episodes are to
0: come. Exactly. And with that, let's go on into the sports. Josh, before we get <laughs> the into sports. our final division, as we are now officially in the NFL season, the NFL preseason, what you got in other sports, buddy? Max, quick comments just on two other sports,
1: too. You hear me? The big news of the week, probably in the entire sports industry, is that Messi... And FC Barcelona had reached an agreement to re-up their contract, and then La Liga blocked the contract from going through, which means FC Barcelona was unable to re-sign Lionel Messi, even though they came to a financial agreement due to the league rules. When has that ever happened? Unbelievable, especially in soccer, where you see these, like, unbelievable (laughs) mega-deals. Yeah. It's crazy. So, FC Barcelona, the league blocked that signing, which means Lionel Messi, who's been with the franchise for, I believe, well over 10 years... um, now has to say goodbye and said so at a very heartfelt pretty cute actually uh press conference. Um it was it was pretty it was pretty nice to watch. I don't know if you saw it. Um he is now signing with PSG to form one of the most unbelievable rosters from what I believe to be all-time and everything I've read of all-time because I'm not a soccer whiz, right? I don't know everything. However, Neymar, Kylian Mbappé and Lionel Messi are now the three st- strikers-ish on that team. Those are three of the best talents in the world, and they're on one club team. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was crazy when Neymar went to Barcelona to play with Messi, let alone now you also have Mbappe there. Right. And he's not only one of the best players, he's a young player. Yeah. it It's unbelievable now, and
1: it'll be super crazy to watch them play together
0: i wish i knew more about soccer because i have no idea if super teams work in soccer like what i don't know what the right chemistry how much of an importance that plays all i know is that it's gonna i mean psg france whatever whoever profits from that is going to be profiting big time yeah
1: it's going to be insane and and market sales and hype is just going to be unbelievable if if they play as well as they should play based on talent it's going to be unreal so i'm max i'm actually trying to get like i'm getting into soccer a little bit which is pretty fun um i've got a buddy at school who is way into it so he's been helping me out a bit but i'm gonna i'm gonna be excited to reach out to him and see what he thinks about this craziness but that is that max in other news in baseball news Everything has been pretty, you know, we're in the doldrums of summer baseball. But that being said, there are a lot of injuries going on right now. I don't know how much you're paying attention, but a lot of the young stars in baseball are getting hurt, which is really really sad to see. Soto just got hurt, Acuña tore his ACL. Trout isn't young anymore, but he's been out. Mookie Betts looks like he's headed to the IL. I mean, all of the faces, I believe Tatis is is out or was just out. I can't remember if he came back yet or not. Um all of the young, fun faces of baseball right now, other than Otani, are hurt. When? When's and the Vlad first Bechette, time? Exactly. When was the last
0: time that everybody else except for Otani was hurt? It's unbelievable. So it is.
1: It's really too bad because baseball, no matter who you root for, is way more fun when the stars are healthy. So hopefully everyone will be back and healthy when it matters, which is coming up soon. But it's been a fun season. So next week, if I remember, I will put together a little bit of a highlights of the summer recap. Um, for the MLB baseball season. But a lot, a
0: lot of injuries right now. Let's give the listeners a little Shohei Ohtani update. Is he still doing showtime things?
1: Yeah, he's still been crazy. Um, Some of the MVP chatter has cooled off a little bit. I mean, I think that's mainly just because of um, it's not as new and exciting. He's still playing really well, going on two ways. Um, I'm trying to pull up his stats right now for you. But he's been absolutely fabulous still. So he is still hitting... 267, leading the leagues in home runs with 37, third in RBIs with 82, and an OPS over one, which, if you know, is very, very good. Um, And then pitching, I cannot find his stats, but he's been very solid as well. Um, Where are they? This is I don't know why it's not showing me them, but he's been he's been doing very well. I mean, there was a slight misconception, in my opinion, where people seem to think that he was like a god on the pitching end he's really really good but he's not like unbelievable so expectations do need to be a bit tempered he currently is has an era under three which is really good and a war of three just from the pitching side so he's playing he's been pitching really really well really 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 well and um it's just exciting to see him keep going vlad is still killing it Everybody, Everybody's pretty much been doing the same thing. Harper has decided to take over the league, though. Um, he's been absolutely unstoppable on a monster end the last week, week and a half, and really most of the season. So he's been really fun to watch as well.
0: Yeah, when I heard that the Phillies were good this season, yeah. I was shocked. Exactly. Because there was a lot of hype about them being good when they got Harper for the first Two season. years ago. Right, and exactly. then they were trash. Yeah. And now... Finally hitting something, something clicked this season. Yep. So I
1: will get a better, more um, put together MLB recap for you guys next week because uh, I have too many baseball thoughts to say them well right now. But um, next week I'll get a I'll get a nice, concise, well thought out little recap.
0: And let's be honest, well thought out and concise means Josh's version. Which is very different from the dictionary.com definition. Well, we don't, well, we don't,
1: I'm, I'm feeling a little attacked by that, <laughs> even if it's uh, pretty, pretty accurate.
0: So let's get into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not much going on at Summer League right now. Dennis Schroeder signed with the Celtics. Pretty insignificant signing. Uh, we're getting the first look at the rookies. I was telling Josh before, Evan, Evan Mobley has not lived up. He's played one game it's not worrying he's we knew that he would take some time and that's the important part about jared allen is that he won't need to be thrust into he can be they can use a twin tower set but he doesn't need to be thrust into that starting five position but there's a lot of excitement about his raw talent uh, and his ability to stretch the floor in his defense so hopefully he lives up to it he's got to get some lower strength though josh when i tell you this man is weak I mean, he is weak. If you're a big man in this game, you either need to be an incredible shooter or you need to be able to post up. Right. There's not much in between. And he doesn't have the size of legs and hip strength and whatever it is to match up up against the developed players that are bigger.
1: I believe it. I am really excited about his future, though. Um, And I'm excited to see how he meshes with the rest of our team. So I don't know. I don't put like to put too much weight into summer league, but for new draft prospects, it is really good to see how they're performing with their first dose of M- or MLP NBA play. Agreed.
0: Anything else in other sports that you want to talk about? Other sports? You mean non NFL sports? Exactly.
1: Um, Schroeder to the Celtics happened. Uh, it's really interesting. This guy went from uh, demanding the max <laughs> to getting what six million. From the Celtics on a one year deal. So, not not the best for uh, our friend Dennis Schroeder, but bless you. Thank you. It is really good to see the um, Celtics finally doing something because they had
0: taken a long time. Oh, goodness. <laughs> they really did take a long time. And it, it, like I said, it's not that significant of a. Sorry. Dude, what is going on over there? Allergies. Summer allergies. It's not as, as significant of a signing as Celtics fans had hoped they would get this season. Yeah, you were looking for another star to put around Tatum
1: and Jalen Brown, and instead you get Dennis, Dennis Schroder, who, who clearly, I mean, he's good, but he's not. I mean, you saw with the the Lakers last year, they were hoping for another star, and they got a, okay. Yep. Yeah. And we know Tatum and Brown are not LeBron and AD, so...
0: No. All right, well, before we get into the final division, the AFC North, the Browns released their unofficial depth chart for the week one preseason game against the Jaguars. There's not much significant on here, not many surprises. A uh, big thing is that David Njoku is second now in the depth chart, so he jumped ahead of Harrison Bryant from last season. Oh,
1: I liked Harrison Bryant.
0: I mean, I, mean, I like Njoku too. But... Right, all three of them will be on the team. All three of them will see significant playing time. The importance is that Njoku has looked good in training camp, and that's great. He was not good in training camp last year. He wanted to leave for a while, so it's good that he's finally being used and looks like he should be developed into the player that we thought we would get when we drafted him.
1: Yes, absolutely. I agree, Max. Um, I'm really excited. Oh, I just closed out of a tab. That was not good. Um, I'm really excited for him and to to be with this... Re- the, wow, none of that was English. I think so, some of what I'm really excited for is hopefully him to be comfortable in the role he's in. Yep. And it feels like he's more into the, I need to earn my spot, yep. instead of, I'm going to be handed it. Which, for a guy like him, I think is really important. Because there's been a lot of, oh, he can break out this year, oh, he can break out this year, over the last four years. Yep. So now it feels like, okay, maybe we're actually going to get to this. And if he is going to be the type of player we've hoped he's going to be for how many years now 3 4 it could be really really great extra piece on this cleveland offense
0: yeah really there is he can be dynamic his size his red zone ability that's the biggest thing there have been reports around that his blocking has improved heavily so that's great uh two players on defense that stand out to me on the depth chart mac wilson is currently starting He Thank has God. also had an amazing training camp proving to the Coaches that he deserves a roster spot before and the, training camp. And the, and the
1: doubters like Max Steiger. Was I a doubter? Yeah, you said he was going to get cut.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Before training camp, he was very close to getting cut, and he proved everybody wrong. And then also starting opposite of Denzel Ward is Greedy Williams, which is interesting to me. I have not heard much about him. He's been injured, I think, the majority of training camp. I expect Greg Newsom to take his spot with Troy Hill in the slot. But that's a good sign that he's starting right now. I, I hope he stays that way. That would be really awesome. Yep. Lots of injuries in the safety room. Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpit, Sheldrick, Redwine, all probably not going to play this weekend with injuries. That's okay. Be be hurt now and he's then be hurt. healthy the rest of the year, please. So let's then get into our final division review, Josh. Eight weeks, probably more like ten weeks, eight divisions, and it all comes down to this, our number one division. <laughs> Our division, hometown. We saved it for last. This was very intentional. Very intentional. Very.
1: Nothing was going to change in this division, but we wanted to talk about the last because it's the closest to home.
0: There you go. So, as with every other division, start at the bottom, go to the top. Josh, is there a question in your mind? Who's at the bottom of this division? No. That being said, I wouldn't be surprised to be wrong. There is questioned in my mind as I prepare this, and the player that will depend it will be my divisional x factor which we can get into later but on the bottom for me, Cincinnati Bengals yes,
1: yes, absolutely. I'd love to say no because i I for whatever reason have a soft spot for soft spot for them even though they're in our division. you're a
0: fan of Joey B
1: I am a fan of Joey B I think he's I think people forget he was better than Justin Herbert until he got hurt last year. so I think people just forget that. And he's a good dude, and I love his story. That being said, the Bengals very clearly elected not to take a supposed rock on the offensive line when their clearest, biggest, largest weakness was protecting their young quarterback. And so far reports out of training camp are that the reason everyone was worried about that was 100% valid. And so if that does not clear up, it's going to be a battle for Joe Burrow, in which case the Bengals will absolutely finish fourth. That being said, if somehow this offensive line figures out how to just be okay, this is going to be a team that's going to be hard to mess with because they were actually really good until they got hurt last year. Now, really good's in perspective, right? I'm not saying really good as in a 500 team, but in a team you don't think is an easy win. A team that you've got to battle out every
0: single dub against. And you saw that in the Browns game against them. We had to wait until the last second. That was one touchdowns. of the most epic games of the, of the year. Baker had to leave two ba- lead basically
1: two game-winning drives because he let it, had enough time left. Burrow came right back down on the field with the most poise and pocket presence I've seen out of a rookie quarterback in a long time. To which point Baker had to come back on the field and throw two <laughs> unbelievable strikes to Higgins and DPJ to win that game. Speaking of uh, training camp surprises, I know this is taking out back to the, um, not surprises, but highlights. This is going away from the Bengals. The amount of stuff I've seen about DPJ is freaking awesome. We can wait until he has the Bengals. Yeah, we can. The Browns.
0: The first three headlines that come up when you look up Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase enduring rookie struggles, Jamar Chase's early struggles and the impact on Tyler Boyd T. Higgins, Miami Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddell shines while Jamar Chase falls behind. Yeah. If you're the Bengals. I mean, it's training camp. There's so much opportunity for growth. And, and I was going to say, no there's so much rookie, you also got to think he didn't play last year. Right. And no rookie is expected to be their best at their top highest ability their rookie season. Exactly. Especially, like you said, coming off of an empty season.
1: Right. I think that's something you've got to also take into account when you're talking about training camp headlines of a guy like Jamar Chase. Is anybody surprised that the game's moving a bit fast for him? I'm not. He didn't play an entire year of football. I don't care how talented you are, it's going to take a minute to readjust back to it.
0: Totally makes sense. Biggest question to me uh, seems like a pretty obvious one, and it's can this – can this uh... – Bengals' offensive line actually protect Joe Burrow and ensure that he doesn't get injured? Absolutely. That is absolutely the biggest, biggest, biggest question. Um, Also, though,
1: there's a lot of focus on the offense because there's a lot of good parts. The defense is really lackluster. Like, there's very few talented players on this Bengals' defense. That being said, it doesn't really matter because they're not going to compete for anything this year. This is absolutely a developmental year, which is why I agree. The biggest question is. Can they protect their quarterback in the future? Because I am firmly in belief that if he is healthy, Burrow is going to be their quarterback in the future.
0: Oh, I completely agree. So the X factor for this team is the Bengals' offensive line. Yeah, absolutely, no question. I think I was just say for this one, biggest question and
1: X factor are one and the same.
0: Yep. And with that, I give them seven to eight wins, somewhere around there. I don't expect them to have a winning season. I think that's actually.
1: I shouldn't say generous. I think it 100% depends on <laughs> a couple of the, you know a couple of things. Yep. If their offensive line is bad, they're not getting seven wins. Yep. Now, if their offense is good, I could
0: see them at eight or nine wins. Yep. All right, next team up, uh, no question in my mind, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Agreed. They have one of the league's top defenses if everybody comes back like they should. There's a lot of contract stuff about T.J. Watt going around. Yeah, it, it'll happen. They're just trying to figure it out. I'm not,
1: I wouldn't be worried about it if I'm a Pittsburgh fan. Um, I mean, I hope it doesn't work
0: out. That'd be <laughs> yeah. great. I don't want
1: to face TJ Watt twice a year ever. Right. but
0: So the, one of the league's top defenses and one of the league's strangest offenses as of now. Strangest and uh, worst, <laughs> yeah. in my
1: opinion. It's very old combined with extremely young, right? Yep. Roselsberger, in my opinion, needs to retire. I think he's old, I think he's lost his juice, I think it's just time. That being said, then you go down the roster, and your team is Najee Harris, draft pick this year, Deontay Johnson, two years ago, Juju Smith-Schuster, three years ago, Chase Claypool, two years
0: ago, or last year. It's a really young team. And you lose uh, two huge players in uh, their center, Marquise Pouncey, and another offense, oh, Andrew Villanueva. They lost two big players on that offensive line. I don't know offhand who they replaced them with, but either way, this team is not nearly what it was at the start of the season last season. No, and even then, they're just not as good. They've gotten older. Ben's the biggest
1: catalyst towards them being an elite, quote-unquote elite team, and he's not there. Last year, they had the easiest schedule they could have possibly had combined with incredible, unbelievable defensive play. That's the only reason they went on an undefeated on streak. They should have had three or four losses.
0: They weren't that team last year. They just had a really good run. Yep. I don't know what else. There's so many questions with this team. It seems like it's a... On the offense, it's a complete rebuilding year. On the defense, it's a Super Bowl win-now mode. Exactly. It's a, It's really interesting. Because at the same time,
1: though... If it was a complete rebuild year, you'd be letting Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph figure out who's going to be your quarterback of the so-called future, or if you're going to need to get a new quarterback. Now they're in a fickle spot, because if Roethlisberger sucks and is old, like I think he is, then they're not going to do anything this year. Then they have to take another year of this fabulous defense to figure out if Haskins and Rudolph are the guys to go to, and then get your
0: next quarterback. So it's a really interesting strategy. The thing is, though, that their defense is good enough. They want to compete. And chances are good that they'll cut out that middle year and just get a quarterback next year anyway. I don't think they have much confidence in Haskins or in Rudolph. And you always want more competition. They don't have that many holes on this team. So I I would not be shocked if they just drafted a quarterback first round next season.
1: I agree. I would say my biggest question about this team is um, how does the offense mesh together? Um, I think there's a lot of talent. That being said, my particular concern is on the offensive line, how they play together, because it's a couple new pieces combined with a couple old pieces. And then, you know, how's Ben's chem- chemistry with the new guys? Najee Harris, is he going to be strong behind him? Um, and then, you know, just seeing if this this wide receiver core of young, talented guys. I have a lot of questions about this <laughs> on, this offense. I wasn't fair. Yeah. But it's, you know, is this young, talented core of receivers going to put it all on the field this year?
0: Yep, I couldn't agree more with those all those questions. The X factor for me is Ben Roethlisberger. It's hundred percent. Are you drafting number one overall, or are you drafting? Well, they're not
1: going to draft anywhere near number one
0: because of this defense. Yeah. Even with Mason Rudolph, they'd probably be a seven-win team. Yep. And that's what you saw, however many years ago. They were still decent. All right, and I have them winning nine games this season. Feels about right to me. I think they They'll be in the middle somewhere. I would love to see them have a losing season. Of course, but that's because we're Browns fans. Yep. Next highest team, call me a homer, but it's the Baltimore Ravens.
1: I'm going to agree with you, but I think that's because I'm also a homer. That being said, it's going to be really interesting. The biggest questions to me, I'm going to skip to the end, is how do these receivers and Lamar Jackson play together? Because if this is the Lamar Jackson— that we've seen over the last two years. There's no question about the dynamic the dynamic energy of this offense, right? It's one of the hardest to guard. It's really impressive. Um, they run all over you. That being said, their throwing part of that offense is questionable. And I think Lamar caught a lot of heat last year for the fact that his receivers couldn't catch the ball. He had a lot of big-time moments that fell through because Marquise Brown dropped the ball or his receivers couldn't get any separation. So I think if Lamar and the
0: receivers click well together, then this is a really dangerous team still. And they look to address that issue. They drafted Rashad Bayman, who's now week-to-week, unfortunately, with a groin injury. Not what you want to see, and they signed uh, uh, Groyne, Sammy Watkins. Groin isn't good too because that lingers. Right, they signed Sammy Watkins, who isn't going to have a huge impact. Although I've heard good things out of training camp. Of course, you uh, have. but he's a great, <laughs> he's a great locker room presence.
1: Yeah, he'll be really good. He's been on a Super Bowl winning team multiple times or a contending team multiple times.
0: He's he's a really good old guy who is still able to contribute on the field because he's not actually that old. Yeah, and if the biggest question isn't the wide receiver room to me, it's. Does Lamar's health play in this year? You've seen he's gotten COVID twice already. He's refusing to get the vaccine as of now. How much is that going to impact this team's success? Could be really interesting.
1: Assuming he's healthy, though, I I expect the Ravens to compete every game for the division title um, and be an absolutely formidable opponent. That being said, I don't know if I see them as a Super Bowl contender. I think they're still lacking that. And it's probably unfair. But until I see the receivers in Lamar figure out a dangerous passing offense, I don't think I think they lack the de- depth and dimensions on offense to be a Super
0: Bowl contender. Well, and I always worry every year that Lamar continues to be the same player. The teams that he plays know exactly how to guard him. Well, I wouldn't say exactly, or, but yes, know, they learn better learn more. and more exactly. exactly. If he continues to just be a mainly running quarterback, and teams know. He can throw, he's got a great arm, but his receivers can't make that play. It's going going to be a lot easier to defend. Exactly, and you saw them challenge it last year. They would
1: just go with man or zone coverage with just enough for one guy on everybody, right? And they would challenge the receivers to make the play. It was Lamar make the throw, but really it was receivers, catch the ball. Gain separation and catch the ball.
0: Yep. And boys, am I excited to see a good Cleveland Browns defense play against Lamar for the first time? I can't
1: wait to... I hope there's a repeat of last year's I second hope not. Game. I think
0: it's blowouts all
1: the time. Well, obviously, but just from an, uh, a football game <laughs> football and an entertainment yeah. standpoint, that was one of the best games I'd seen in a long time.
0: The X-Factors, to me, we already talked about it, the wide receivers. Done. Biggest question is... The wide receivers. <laughs> the
1: well, I, yeah. I feel like that's such a... It's hard to do both. Biggest question to me is, do, does this offense add an extra dimension?
0: And we can take it one step further and say if they do find success, are they able to find success in the playoffs? They've made the playoffs every season with Lamar yep. Jackson.
1: Well, they but that's what I, I think my my question correlates because if they add that dimension on offense, yeah. I see a very Chiefs-esque team. Yeah. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is much, 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 much better than Lamar Jackson. But it you know, unstoppable offense, I think, if this team adds a deadly passing game.
0: Yeah, and that's what well, above average passing. That's what they're looking with Rashad Bateman, and everything until he got injured was saying this is the guy to change this receiving room. Right. I have them winning eleven games. I think they're somewhere between Ooh. eleven. I think is low. I would say. I was going to say. I think games. it's twelve or thirteen. Yeah. But
1: that being said, I haven't looked at their schedule. And finally, it's <sighs> crazy to say this, Josh. I know, but at the same time, like I do believe it. Legitimately, take away my bias. I think, I I do believe... And the analysts are saying it. I'm going to go, I think we're the tied for second best team
0: in the AFC this year. I would say we're a step below the Bills just because we're not as... This is our first season. I would say because we haven't proved it, yes. I I agree. But
1: I'm uncomfortably confident in the roster this year. Which as a Cleveland Browns fan, I hate to say out loud. And I really don't want to say it out loud. So that's going to be the last time I reference how positive I am about this team. Hopefully. Because I'm knocking on wood every
0: single time. The big difference for me is our coach. In mm-hmm. past years uh, with Freddie Kitchens, we had a great roster. We wouldn't have been as high as we are now, obviously. But a lot of people said that we'd be making the playoffs. The difference is he was an inexperienced, not ready to be an NFL coach. Whereas Kevin Stefanski, one coach of the year, has proved that his way of coaching and the way that the players buy it. I was going to say, up. I think that's the extra part. Is It's not just how
1: good of a coach he is. It's the way that he's convinced the players to believe in themselves and act accordingly. They're not over the top. They're not flamboyant. They're not crazy like they were with Kitchens. With Kitchens, there was a lot of overconfident. Yeah. Overconfident, false confidence, I feel like. Whereas this year, it feels like a very confident, we're going to do our things... Our thing, you can talk whatever you want to talk about us. We're going to do our thing and do it as well as we're going to possibly be able to do it.
0: What I love about this team, and I, I'm sure I've heard this from other analysts before, but they have a silent swagger to them. That's what I'm saying, exactly. Nick Chubb is silently swaggered. Nick Chubb is the freaking man, dude. He I mean, he's the basis. Him and Jarvis Landry, to me, are the basis of this format. 100%. Nick Chubb with the just put your head down and put the work in, and Jarvis Landry with the leadership. Every player on this team has stepped up at some point to be a leader. And they all understand that it's important to be a team. Mostly. Uh, OBJ's got to do it at some point. But,
1: yeah. We'll see about that. I think I'm excited for him. I hope he can put it together because he's got too much talent not to.
0: There's a great video that I'll send you after this, Josh. A film study into last year's OBJ, disproving that it was the Baker OBJ.
1: I don't think it is. I mean, I don't think they're great cuz you can see immediately you could see it that OBJ and Hig- or Higgins and Baker had a much better connection right they immediately when Higgins is on the field it's just like boom baker doesn't even have to find him and yet he ends up finding him right with Odell it did feel a bit forced that being said i don't think it's a baker odell thing i think part of it's a scheme thing i think part of it's a coverage thing i think part of it's just a game thing
0: well so what this video does is it goes through each play where people said it was forced baker forced the ball whatever it was and it shows it's really just the chemistry. That when you're a receiver in these situations, you have two options. Baker chose one, OBJ chose the a other. Lot
1: of time, exactly. And I think it's a lot of times it's just a disconnect,
0: yeah. right? But I've heard really good things out of training
1: camp this year. Obviously, it's training camp. They said it last year. But they're saying really good things about
0: how they're connecting this year. Yep. And the biggest question for me is how long does it take for – baker to get into full form this season is it straight away or is it part way through the season like it was last year i agree I, I i don't want to say it but he is absolutely the biggest question mark on
1: this roster i'm extremely confident in him and believe in him a lot
0: but there's no question he is the biggest question mark on the team and i remember at the start of the season last season i was saying is case keenum gonna be subbed in because that's how baker was playing he was playing well but not well enough Right, I agree, but then he figured
1: it out. Yeah. The first half of the season, Baker, and the second half of the season, Baker, were lights out different. He still had a solid first half, but it wasn't anything remarkable. That's when you said, all right, his job's probably in question. And the second half of the season just turned a different corner completely. It was really, really exciting to see. I think he's—I don't know if we're at X-Factor yet. He's a 100% the X-Factor on this team, in my opinion. The biggest question, though, is— How well does this defense play to me? Because if this is an above average defense and the offense does what everyone thinks it's going to be, because it was among the best offenses in football in the second half last year, this is in in fact a, I'm not, I'm not going to say it, but you know what I'm about to say.
0: And the the X factor for me, and we'll get into this for Believe the Hype, it's more about health for me just because we have a lot of injury-prone players and a lot of players coming off of big injuries who are just being thrust right back into it. If we do have depth, but we have depth with not great, not as talented players, if we have to get into our depth, we'll end up making the wild card at best, in my opinion. Probably, yeah.
1: I also will am hoping to see a healthy year from Miles Garrett. He got hit yeah. hard by COVID last year.
0: But before he did, he was looking like the surefire defensive player of the year. Yeah. I have them winning 13 games. They should be somewhere around there. I don't expect them to win more than 14. No, I think they're 12 to 14 range. I could see them and the Ravens being a game apart. Yep. No
1: matter who ends up. They could tie. They could totally tie. But I am super, 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 super excited about this team. And I just can't wait to watch Browns football and have a reason to be excited about it. Last year was anxious. The year before was... False hype. I am so excited.
0: Yep. All right, Josh, who is your MVP of the AFC North?
1: I am predicting the MVP of the AFC North. I can't do it. I can't say it, but I'm gonna. I think. I'm predicting the MVP of the AFC North to be Baker Mayfield.
0: I don't. I don't think the MVP will be. I think he'll be probably the most important player, but not the most valuable in that his stats won't reflect how important I
1: don't think he is. stats necessarily show yeah. valuable.
0: Well, and yeah, but they tend to. <laughs> it, it often does. But, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, I'm going to give it to Miles Garrett just purely based on if he performs as well as he should. He'll be the defensive player of the year, and he'll turn a bad Browns defense from last season into a top defense this Agreed. season. Agreed. I'm really excited. I hope
1: Jadavion Clowney shows up from two years ago, not last year. Because if Jadeveon Clowney from two years ago shows up, yep. teams are screwed because they they'll have to choose to double Clowney or Miles. Obviously, they'll double Miles, but that doesn't even matter, which means Clowney is going to face single coverage. And when he did that on the Texas, Texans, he was unstoppable.
0: Yep. And uh, who's your biggest X factor?
1: Biggest X factor to me is um, Lamar Jackson. Because I think if you get MVP Lamar Jackson, this Ravens team is really formidable once again.
0: Yep.
1: I agree. Although, to be
0: honest... As much as I hate to say it, the X Factor could be Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think it can be just because even if Ben Roethlisberger... I mean, you saw Roethlisberger. He's not going to be, at the start, the same I agree. that he was. But
1: imagine if he has a vintage season. For whatever reason, he pulls it out of the bag and has a vintage season. The rest of that roster is good enough to yeah. compete. That's fine. Compete, compete, right? Yeah. So, I'm still going to go with Lamar Jackson, but there's this... I hate to say it, but there's a sneaky play that it's it's Roethlisberger. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm very excited to see this series crash and burn this season. I sure hope so. <laughs> I sure hope so. Anything else for the AFC North before we head on? I just love Donovan Peoples-Jones and Rashardigans and Jarvis Landry. Oh, yeah. We didn't, we didn't talk about that. There's been so much. Dude, any, it's crazy. Anytime time an analyst, a show, a radio show, whatever, talks about the Browns, the first player's name that comes out of their mouth is DPJ.
1: I think he's just been going like crazy at training camp i don't know what it is but he i guess has had like the craziest training camp of all time
0: yeah and he's really good though so it makes sense right when you think about his career he was a top receiver coming into michigan he had no consistent quarterback he had basically no good quarterback and i say i don't even know what you mean consistent of course he's not going to be drafted high We got him in the sixth round, and he's finally given the opportunity with a good quarterback and a good coaching staff to develop him. Of course, he's going to be a great receiver.
1: Of course, he says, the Michigan man. I don't disagree. I think the of course might be a little bit. My
0: favorite part about DPJ talent aside is his blocking ability. Yes, yes. Because he wasn't a big name, he put in the work where he could. He took his opportunities where he could, and he became a good-ass blocking receiver.
1: Yeah, I agree. He's just a stud all around. a there
0: is a, uh, there's a video coming out, I think today, of training camp. Uh, they did a wide receiver screen to Jarvis. First Barker GP, DPJ just shrunk. Yeah, Pancake. That's and awesome. Jarvis ran it in for a touchdown. Dude. I mean, it's the most valuable type of receiver that you I, can have. I agree.
1: He, he gives me really good Richard Higgins vibes as well.
0: Well, and the issue with that is that there's been nothing coming out of training camp about Richard Higgins. They won't have a problem. Him and Baker have such a good
1: connection. It will not be a problem as long as he sees the field. Swear to that.
0: But that's the question is, will he see the field as much I, as he needs to?
1: I don't know, but he really should because him and Baker connect like crazy. And I just, I, when Kitchens put in Hodge over Higgins for an entire <laughs> season, I lost my
0: mind. I have a sneaky suspicion that DPJ is going to very soon jump Shard Higgins for that three
1: spot. As long as he's the the actual four, I'm okay with that. The problem was when, like, Kitchens here, he was the five. It he doesn't work.
0: Yeah, He needs to be three point.
1: or four because as yeah. long as he's in on 50% of the snaps, it's going to be fine. Yeah. I think he, the thing is what makes him so good is the connection he has with Baker. Right? I don't think anything about him as a receiver on his own is going to make him go crazy. I think if you are given to a different team, he's really not going to be that stellar. But him and Baker, for whatever reason, just have this connection that's crazy.
0: Yep.
1: So, yes, that is all I have on the AFC North.
0: All right, then it is time to head into Believe the Hyper Psych. And I will start out, Josh. Believe the Hyper Psych with Carson Wentz out for significant time, 5 to 12 weeks. They're saying now the Colts season and playoff hopes are effectively over.
1: This is really funny because my Believe the Hyper Psych was the Colts are – are the Colts throwing away uh, their this NFL season by riding with Jacob Eason? So, I'm going to delete that. Good thing I made up a third. Max, I think their hopes are gone as long as the quarterback room stays the same. I think Eason has not looked good. I don't think there's any expectation that Eason should be good. And this team needs a okay quarterback. And what would you suggest they do instead? Even, I hate the guy. Even Nick Foles would help this team be competitive still. And there's talk about trading for him. They need somebody off the waiver wire, uh, a free agent, uh, trade for a backup. Freaking get Dwayne Haskins from the Steelers. Like, it doesn't matter. But they cannot, in my opinion, ride Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger as their quarterbacks for the season.
0: I'm excited to see Sam Ellinger finally get a chance to play. Sure, good for him. He's not going to do anything, but good for him. No. Uh, But yeah, I agree. And you also think Marcus Mariota's available? That's what I'm saying. Go get him. Great for him.
1: Derek Carr, if the Raiders want to ride with Mariota, grab one of them. They're, they wouldn't trade Derek Carr. I don't think they would. But I'm, what I'm saying is, there what are, you can do is there are quarterback can, options out
0: there. Exactly. You could trade a fifth or sixth rounder for Mariota, right probably. Now. And that's a better chance of winning. Trade for wait until Drew Lock or Teddy B play and trade for the other. Agreed. But they're not going to. <laughs> I know, but I, I agree. They just need somebody that
1: is okay, and they're going to be really good. Um, dude, imagine if they get Watson. If Watson's playing this year. I hate the guy now, because he's a horrible human being, clearly.
0: But Well nothing's that, confirmed.
1: Well, yeah, but I don't Okay, not political. Um That'd be insane. Watson to this team would be unbelievable. So I I believe the hype
0: as long as their quarterback room stays the same. So, and you best believe with that first pick, they're going to be taking a good quarterback coming out of college, uh, if there is one.
1: Oh, yeah, they They're all good. They're. I don't know. I don't know anything about that NCAA.
0: It's not as good class until as the past few years. I don't believe, but they're good ones. Yeah,
1: I don't learn anything until about November. <laughs> um, that's not quite true, but I don't pay attention before the season starts. Um, Max, I'm going to stay on our hometown team for a second. Believe the hype psych, the Browns are the most likely team to beat the Chiefs in the AFC.
0: I'm going to say believe the hype purely based on the fact that we will have so much more momentum than the Bills will, and we will have so much more excitement than the Bills will. Mm. I believe that the Bills are a more established team, like I said before. I think they're, because of that, a better team right now. But this season will be such a momentum ride for the Browns, and it'll be all about starting hot and finishing hot and i think that because of that our playoff is going to be so much more exciting and we're going to be able to go a lot farther than the bills will the bills at this point are old news to be honest (laughs) like when you think of exciting in the afc you think of the chiefs for their offense and the browns for their newness i
1: yeah i don't disagree i think saying that the bills are old is kind of funny and wrong but that's okay I, I also think it's the best, but I actually think it makes more sense matchup-wise. I think the Bills ha- lack a dimension on their offense, like we were talking about with the Ravens. There's just the, the other the way, way around. Game. They don't have a run game right yeah. now. And that is a problem against a team like the Chiefs. To not be balanced. If the Chiefs can rush three, spy a guy, and drop seven into coverage, that's dangerous. Um, and really easy. Meanwhile, the Browns are very much so a two-dimensional offense or three-dimensional or four-dimensional. There is However many dimensions, however there, are dimensions have, there are, we have right. exactly. We do everything right now. Yep. Uh, well, we should at least, right? That, to me, means we are the best, most likely team to compete with the Chiefs. That doesn't necessarily mean we're the best team, but I think we match up the best with them. That being said, the defense has to be... Better than it was last year.
0: Yeah. Which I think it will be. My second believe the hype also stays with the hometown team. Josh, believe the hype or psych. Baker Mayfield does not need to be a top 10 quarterback for the Browns to win the division.
1: Oh, this is so tough because there are two big pieces about this team to me. Let's
0: say Lamar Jackson plays. Oh, it has
1: nothing to do with the, other, the rest of the division. <laughs> this is about how our defense is going to play. If it plays average, just straight average, I think you're correct. I think the run game is good enough, I think the receivers are good enough, and I think the O-line is good enough that he can just be okay. That being said, if the defense is not good, sub-bar, I think he needs to be better than that.
0: Where he ranks last year. If he plays like he did last year, yes. I think we can win the division. So that's, he's probably considered a consensus... 12 to me. I would say even lower, probably like 14, 13, 14. Just based off of his first half performance brought him Yeah, Obviously, second half, he was top three, I think. I was going to say, say. <laughs> second half, he was probably just as good as everyone not named Mahomes, and Brady,
1: Rogers. or Allen. I, I think he five. was.
0: I think he was ahead of Brady, to be honest.
1: In the regular season. Correct, correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I think you're actually right. Well, Mahomes didn't even play that well in the second half of the season. I think it was him and Rodgers. I six. think you might be right. I don't know about Allen, though, because Allen had a really good end of the season. Yeah. Whatever. Not important. Um, Max, so I was on ESPN reading an article that was about the teams most likely to go worst to first Mm -hmm. this year. Did you see this article? I saw it on Instagram. Okay. Ready for this? There are eight teams, obviously. I'm going to read them from least likely to most likely. Are you ready for this? And my belief the Hyper Psych is...
0: How stupid is this? How (laughs) stupid is this
1: list? But particularly, I'm going to phrase it as do you agree with the first team, but it's really about the whole list. The least likely Detroit Lions, New York Jets are next, the Bengals are sixth, the Broncos are fifth, the Falcons are fourth, the Eagles are third, the 49ers are second, and the Jaguars are first.
0: There is so much hype around Trevor Lawrence and what he'll actually be able to do with this team. So I understand in that regard, but I completely disagree. I, I Yeah. And to me, it it's hard because divisions aside, it's the Bengals or it's the 49ers. Purely based off of team talent. Cincinnati probably not because of their defense. I think
1: it's... I actually would say, to me, I, I would put the Broncos out of the Bengals.
0: A lot higher the Broncos. I all.
1: think the rest... I think the team, other than the quarterback position, is a Super Bowl contending team. So if you get average play out of the quarterback, you're okay.
0: But and then you throw in the division, Broncos have no chance. Correct.
1: That's that's why they're lower on the list. Right. Absolutely, because the Chiefs are, the Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders are probably better than
0: right. Right.
1: That's what we talked about in our division preview two weeks ago. Go check that one out. So it's got to be the 49ers in my mind, as most likely. Absolutely. As most likely. But I just like even the Eagles to me are more likely to. They're in another terrible. Like I think the argument is the because
0: their division sucks. Correct.
1: <laughs> like they're okay. They're an okay team. If Jaylen the Giants Jones are o- the jumps. Giants stink. The F- WFT is uh, and the Cowboys are uh, to me. Right? I think the Eagles are more likely than the Jaguars. I don't see a world in which the Jaguars are more likely to win more games than the Titans who just got Julio Jones than the Eagles are to over the Cowboys or football team or yeah. the 49ers who with reports that I can't be that both Jimmy G and Lance look really good, basically have the same team as a team that went to the Super Bowl two years
0: ago.
1: Yep. I I'm so hard psych on this list to me.
0: Yep. That's my question. It's psych. <laughs> All right, Josh, believe the hyper psych. Joey B will have a sophomore slump. Psych. I think oh, really I,
1: I I think he's gonna be fine this year. Also, though, it depends on your expectations. He played six games last year. What are your expectations? Because um, sophomore yeah. slumps are about expectations. So Herbert, I would say Justin Herbert could have an average campaign and it would be considered would be, a right. significant sophomore slump.
0: I would say that he obviously plays worse than he did at the start of the season last year. Right. Uh, and I would say like a, a Baker level slump where he's still good, but he's not what he should be. I think so. I think he's gonna be very solid. Even do I think he's gonna be crazy? Line.
1: Well, I mean, this is all this is all the hinge. I'm I'm assuming in my prediction that the offensive line is gonna be adequate for him to pass the ball. Okay. Right.
0: It's, but honestly, do you th- obviously assuming that? But do you
1: think that's gonna happen? That's what I'm saying. You I think, think they're gonna, gonna be, be? O- enough. I think they're gonna be okay enough to the point where he can pass the ball. And that's an. Do I think he's? I think he's gonna season. be. I think if the offensive line is as good as last season, then no. Because he was playing fabulously through the first six games before he got hurt or whatever. He had the best pocket presence of rookie quarterback I've seen probably ever when I was, you know, knowledgeable enough to know what pocket presence is, right? right? I mean, which to be fair to me is is quite a few years. (laughs) But um, no, his pocket presence was unbelievable. You watched him navigate a terrible... He was running for his life, and he was still playing fabulously last year. I don't really see – I have a tough time believing that Cincinnati isn't confident that the offensive line is going to be at least a little bit better than last year. Yeah. Right? So, in that case, I think – I'm saying psych. I think he's not going to have a sophomore slump.
0: Yeah, I don't think he will either. I'm very hesitant on his health this season. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. I think if there's any reason he has a sophomore slump, it's because he gets injured. Okay. Not based off of talent performance. or performance. Yeah. All right, Matt,
1: I'm going to throw it back at you. Believe we'll will the hyper-psych. Justin Herbert will have a sophomore. I start. don't think he will. You are very convinced he will. I do not think he will. Well, I hope you're right, because I just got a couple big cards of him. But <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I have this feeling that he's going to be Baker Mayfield. Yep. Which then means in year three, he's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. But there
0: are just so many parallels and similarities. The biggest thing to me is that their offensive line is a lot better and they he already seems more poised than Baker was. Baker has always had that overconfidence over whatever that is, once he, he lost, had the over false confidence. Exactly, like he was trying to project a confidence that was not really one. Good. He's always Swift. thrived when he has a chip, correct? And that's the only time that he's thrived in his career because he's always had well, a chip. because it's always been a chip. The first season that he lost that chip, yeah, I agree. Justin Herbert is just good. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't have a chip. He's not trying to prove anything to anyone. He's just he's good. just playing to play. Don't disagree. Uh and I think I, that's the big difference. Yeah, I think there's a large difference. I just feel like
1: it's going to happen. But who knows? Max, I am so excited that football is back. First preseason oh, game. Speaking on the Chargers, did you see that video of Keenan Allen and Derwin James going at each other? I did, yeah. That was insane. Yep. If Derwin James is healthy this year, that's I so know. big for the Chargers. I,
0: him and uh, Bosa.
1: Sorry, whatever you were saying about preseason.
0: First preseason week is officially starting. We had the Hall of Fame last week, but that doesn't technically count. Uh, Yeah, it's like a fake game. Right. First preseason game for the Browns Saturday night. I am so excited to watch it. Baker should not play. I will be pissed if he plays. Pissed? Pissed? I will be expecting lots of exciting time from Owusu Koromoa. I'm really excited to
1: see him in... uh... Uh, uh, Newsome uh, Newsom play.
0: And hopefully uh, nah, Grant nah, Delpit, nah. I don't think he'll be able to play.
1: Dude, Delpit's got to figure out his damn hips. Is that and what it is this most time? most
0: excited about DPJ. Yeah. I mean, getting he's... to see. And the, the crazy thing is our second quarterback is Case Keenum. He's a good quarterback. So in the preseason game, if he's the one playing, we should be getting good throws in. I agree. Which I, is I, I'm
1: just really excited for this team. Dude. Yep. I'm just, I just can't wait. So, all right, Max. Well, without further ado, let's let our people go. Uh, Everybody, thank you, as always, for tuning in. We will see you again, hopefully next week, I think next week, on the Factory of Sadness podcast.
0: Do you have a fun way to end it this week,
1: Josh? Uh, I didn't brainstorm once, so I'm going to go with no. But I think your dad's going to be mad at me if we don't come up with something, so we might have to come up with something.
0: Well, how about a little sports tidbit the preseason for ncaa ncaa football came out bama is number one josh where is michigan i will tell you we're not in the top twenty. i was gonna say off the top give me a number 43 33 have a Um, great week